Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. As you can see, my next guest on today's episode is Kai. She goes by Scarlet Outback, or at least that's the Instagram handle for her car. But I also have to do or give a big shout out to her because today is her episode, but yesterday was her birthday. So happy birthday, Kai. I hope you had a great day and a great weekend. I hope everybody else had a great weekend as well. I know there were a lot of people that went to Wicked Big Meat yesterday. I wish I could have been there as well, but I think that, that I'm just going to have to plan for it for next year. I was at my girlfriend's over the weekend, so yesterday I spent quite a bit of time driving home, so I didn't get a chance to see a whole lot, but what I did see of Wicked Big Meat, it looks like people had a great time, so I'm looking forward to seeing some photos and reels and I'm sure some stuff in people's stories of everybody that went. So I hope you all had a great time and I hope the event was a success for everybody. Although I wasn't able to make it up to Wicked Big Meat, I will be making it out to Subi Fest Texas, the inaugural the inaugural event that is happening on September 10th. So if anybody wants to come out for that, come on out to Texas and join us and have some fun. And now a word from one of our sponsors. The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subi, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. If you have not heard her story and you want to learn more about Eccentric Designs, go check out episode one or episode 122. Episode one is where it all got started. Episode 122 is after three years of being in business. Thank you so much, my buddy, Jen, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. This episode is also brought to you by Melee Design Firm. With all the Subi Fest events coming up, spruce up your engine compartment with some Melee engine bay caps, a front strut tower brace, or one of their well-known battery mounts. You can also find anti-gravity batteries as well as other products at MeleeDesignFirm.com. So go check them out and see what they have to offer for your Subaru. If you want to learn more about Melee Design Firm, go check out episode 40 and hear the story. Thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. The Subi and You podcast is also brought to you by Rika VS. They design some really great looking wheels that will complement your Subaru. They're also lightweight and durable. They also offer some lift kits. For those of you at Wicked Big Meat yesterday, you may have seen their booth, and you also would have seen Xtrek Moose, who was the vehicle there at the Rika VS booth. Congrats, Xtrek Moose, for being their vehicle of choice. That is really, really cool that you were able to be there. So go check out Rika VS on Instagram. You can also check out their website, and be sure to use the code SUBIU10 to get 10% off a set of wheels or a lift kit. You can also check out episode 48 where you can hear more of their story and some of the great things that they're doing within the community. 
Thank you so much, Rika VS, for sponsoring this Subi and You podcast. I have another Apple podcast review, and this one comes from a previous guest of the podcast. His name is Mark. Back in the day when he was on episode 27, you would have known him as Bruce the Baja. And here's what Bruce had to say. Great podcast for car enthusiasts. I have been listening to this podcast since episode one and love hearing people's stories about their love for their Subarus. Very Inception-like when listening to this podcast on the way to a car meet. Raf is a great host. Thank you so much, Mark, for your review. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate the drawing that you did of Pearl and the one that you did of me and my girlfriend. I really appreciate that. You did a great job. If you are looking for a great digitized drawing of your vehicle or of something else, go give him a follow. It's Glorified Tracings on Instagram. Go check out some of the work that he has done. He does some really nice digital work. So thank you so much, Mark. All right, we've officially kicked off the Subi Fest season with the conclusion of Wicked Big Meat yesterday. So we've got plenty more... Subi Fest events coming up. But if you would like to make it out to a Subi Fest event and rep your favorite podcast, head on over to subinewpodcast.com and check out the selection of hats that are available. You can use the code PODCAST10 to get 10% off a hat of your choice. There's also free shipping included in that as well. So go check out the hats, rep your favorite podcast, and show up at one of the Subi Fest events in style. Now that we've got all of that out of the way, we will get into this episode with the birthday girl herself, Kai, and hear all about Scarlet Outback, her Subaru adventures, and her Subaru journey. All right, let's go ahead and do this and get into this episode. All right, we're here on another episode of the Subi and You podcast, and I have Kai, who goes, you might know her as Scarlet Outback. So welcome to the Subi and You podcast. Hey, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. A little tired from a long day at work and having to go into the office and a long drive home, but I made it. Now I'm here and get to do something that I enjoy and record with you. That's awesome. <laughs> it is. We know that you're Kai and that you go by Scarlet Outback, but besides owning your Subaru and being part of this awesome community, introduce yourself as far as like where you, or tell us a little bit about where you live and some of the things you enjoy besides owning a Subaru and being part of this crazy journey. Yeah. So I live in the San Francisco area. Yeah, so I like to take Sadie, my dog, to the beach. She basically lives there now since we've moved to the Bay Area. I actually just hit my one-year anniversary living uh, near San Francisco on the May 29th. Nice. Yeah, very exciting. But yeah, since living here, we're just always at beaches and stuff, and Sadie really likes the water. So we're always there chilling. Um, I also really enjoy photography, so I kind of take my camera everywhere with me as well. When I'm not taking pictures of my car... I'm probably taking pictures of Sadie (laughs) or just like the landscapes and stuff because I really, 
I'm really passionate about like nature and the earth and stuff. So I'm always taking pictures of my surroundings and I love editing too. Like I could be editing photos for hours and hours and hours and never get tired of it. Yeah, I noticed looking through your car account and also your personal account that you've got some really nice photos. And that was going to be one of my questions is, do you take most of the photos of your car? And are you, you know, is, some, is photography something that you enjoy? But you're answering that now. And it's, I mean, it's a good hobby. I mean, it's something that, you know, it's like, I, I know a lot of people, I mean, you like nice pictures, you know, so photography yeah. is always good. Yes, it's so fun. And I really, I do really enjoy it. So like the whole reason I even got into photography, a uh, fun fact about me, I was previously in the army. Oh. So I was in as a 25 Victor, which is basically a combat photographer and videographer. So like I always kind of liked photography, but um, when I was signing up at the recruiter's office, they were like, oh, there's a photography position. And I was like, okay, I'll take that. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, so it was pretty cool, and I loved it, and I went through, like, like, it wasn't, like, too hard, but it was pretty, like, it was way more into photography, like, a science of it than I thought there was. So, like, I learned um, on Nikon specifically, like, the whole ins and outs of it, and there's just so much more to it than I I had originally thought, because I just didn't know, and I absolutely just fell in love with it, and then, long story short, ended up getting a little injured, (laughs) so... I got discharged, honorable discharge, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of just kept up with it. And then I ended up getting my own camera. I ended up going with the Canon. I love the Canons. They're my favorite. Uh, I prefer those over Nikons. But yeah, I kind of stuck with it and then found my own like editing style and stuff. Um, got more creative with it versus like what I learned, which is very like by the rules, you have to edit very certain ways. So I get to have a whole lot more fun with it now. I don't really do videography that much, so I, I definitely just stuck with photography. <laughs> now, is photography something that you're looking at pursuing as some kind of like side hustle, or are you just doing it mostly because you're passionate about it and you do it for fun? I mostly just do it for fun. It would be cool to do as a career. I've definitely thought about it, but it's really complicated, especially when it comes to doing taxes. <laughs> Yeah, because like I looked into it and I watched like YouTube videos on photographers explaining how they do their taxes. And I don't know why that was just the one thing that was like, nah, that seems complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually I had to file an extension because for me with a podcast, it's like I set it up as a business. And last year was the first time I really had it set up as a business. So I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I actually just emailed my tax professional the other day and uh, supposed to get a call tomorrow to figure that out. So that'll be interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it's so complicated. And like being an adult, all these adult things, I'm still learning. But yeah, when I, I had previously lived with my parents before I moved here to the Bay Area, And I actually would do like little side jobs, I guess, around the neighborhood for families. I would take like family portraits and stuff. And then they'd pay me like a little bit. I wasn't asking for much, but it was more just for me to get like practice with people because I normally don't take pictures of people. I more just stick to dogs, cars and like nature. So I wanted to like kind of get out of my comfort zone. So I was doing like family photos and stuff. It was really fun. I hate posing people. That can be kind of tough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, other than that, I definitely just stick to nature. That's good. <laughs> and plenty of pictures of Scarlet. Oh, yes. <laughs> so how, did you come up with Scarlet Outback because of the color? I did, actually. Because after a while of like having it, I was like, what's, what's a good name? Or like red. And it was actually when I was coming up with the Instagram name. So actually my car's original name was Roxanne. Because of the song Roxanne, specifically the version from the Moulin Rouge. Because that's one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. So that's inspired the name Roxanne. But my Instagram name is Scarlet Outback because of the color red. Because Scarlet is like, um, it definitely just reminds me of red. Like Scarlet... I guess use is used to describe blood in like books. <laughs> yeah. So, but because I was gonna do Crimson Outback originally, but there was already a Crimson Outback on Instagram. So like, okay, I can't take that. And there'd be two of them. They already exist. So then I typed in Scarlet Outback just to see, and no one popped up. So I was like, perfect, getting that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now it worked out well. So you said that your Instagram name, but is that actually the name of your car or is it still Roxanne? It's kind of adopted Scarlet now, uh, which is fine. So I was like, I guess it's both. So I don't really call it Roxanne anymore. <laughs> that was more when I, I first bought it and I was like, Roxanne, like immediately first day. That's what I wanted to name it. But um, yeah, it's kind of adopted Scarlet now. So I kind of just go by that. <laughs> yeah. So when did you buy it and what what year and what trim level is your Outback? Yes. So it's a 2012 2.5i Limited Outback. I bought it back in, I want to say, 2021. Oh, so not too yeah. long ago. Yeah. Not. I've only had it for a couple years. Yeah, I think I hit my two-year with it in October, because I bought it in October. But, um, yeah, with my Home Depot money, because I was working at Home Depot. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's a good <laughs> That's a good way to, to earn your way into an Outback. And is this your first Subaru? It's my definitely my first car, for sure, and also my first Subaru. <laughs> okay. So what made you decide to buy a Subaru and why an Outback? Is, was Subaru something that you had had been like on the horizon for a while? Or is it something that you just kind of stumbled upon? Yeah, funny story. I kind of just stumbled upon it. I found it on CarMax at like a dealer, like kind of near my parents' house. And I was like, oh, this is cute. And then I kind of looked into them. I could see that they're like decently reliable cars and it was decent on gas. And I loved the space it had because my... The whole like thing I wanted was a road trip car because I was also looking at the newer RAV4s, but they were kind of way out of my price range. <laughs> I was only making like 17 an hour at the time. So I was like, okay, I got to go down a notch. But yeah, I found my Outback on CarMax and I was like, that's really cute. So then I uh, went with my parents the next day to go see it. I dragged them along with me. And there's actually a lady who had an appointment to come, like, get it, like, in an hour within me getting there. And, but the lady was like, I mean, it, it can be yours. Just, like, tell me so I can text her. So we took it on a test drive around the lot real quick. And I was like, it's mine. Like, this is the <laughs> one. I, it took me five minutes, and I just knew it was my car. So then we came back in. We're like, I want it. Tell her that it's not hers no more. <laughs> oh, no. So I yeah. kind of stole it out from under somebody else, but it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, thief. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. And so did you what did you know about Subarus before you bought your Outback? Nothing, like absolutely nothing. Other than they they were like pretty reliable. I liked that. And then again with the space, because like I wanted to be able to pack it up with stuff and like just go like to different states and all that stuff. So once you realize that okay, this car is mine, I'm a thief and I stole it out from under somebody. What was, and you realize that, okay, okay, I'm going to be able to take this car home. Like, what were your emotions like knowing that I found the car that fits what I want as far as like, you know, affordability, gas mileage, and space? I was super excited because I, I was already like on the drive home. I was driving behind my parents' car and I was already planning my trips. I was like, I'm going to go here with it. I'm going to go here with it. And I was like, just stoked to finally have my own car for once. <laughs> Yeah, it's when you the first time you get your own car, it's such a good feeling knowing that and it's mainly just the freedom that you have to be able to go anywhere you want to not have to depend on somebody else taking you somewhere. And like you said, wanting to be able to go on road trips and now like, oh, I get to go do the stuff that I want to do and I can go there anytime I want. Yeah, I was so excited for that. So where were you already thinking of going when you got it and you were planning all these trips out in your head? I definitely had, well, Yosemite was in mind because Yosemite's my favorite national park. So I was like, okay, definitely taking it there. And then I was thinking of like out of state trips. I wanted to go to Wyoming really bad. And then I wanted to go up to Oregon because one of my closest friends lives up there. So once I got my car, I was able to visit her all the time. And from my parents' house, to her house up in Oregon. It was only like six hours. So I was going up there like constantly and I missed that. I moved a little further away. So it's a little harder now, but yeah. How far away are you now? Uh, probably about 10 ish to 11 ish hours, depending. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. So I got further down South cause I was originally living up in like SAC area. Okay. So closer. (laughs) Now, have you been to Yosemite in Wyoming? Yeah, I had already been, well, not Wyoming, but I had already been to Yosemite a few times. My first time I went in high school and that's when I like, I fell in love with earth science and like such a nerd for all things nature now. A little tree hugger, I guess. But yeah, and then um, I went to Wyoming, let's see, not too long after I got it. I went to see Grand Teton National Park in uh, Yellowstone. Um, that was probably one of my coolest road trips ever. Absolutely love that place. I'm dying to go back ever since. <laughs> so where else have you been since you've had your Outback? Let's see, I've been to Nevada, Idaho. I went all the way up to Idaho. I have a friend up there who lives really close to the Canadian border. So like all the way up north in a tiny little sliver of Idaho. I went up there. That was probably the furthest taken the outback i want to say that was around 17 hours wow i think and i just did the whole thing straight like i didn't stop <laughs> is that the furthest you've driven no the furthest i've driven was maryland to california what yeah that was fun that was an adventure wow in your outback <laughs> no, no that oh, was okay the <laughs> okay well, what's the furthest you've driven in your outback in the Outback, that would definitely have been Idaho for okay. sure. About, yeah, about 17-ish hours. Okay, yeah. 
What are some other places that you were wanting to go visit? All the national parks in the USA. <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> and go in your outback, huh? Hopefully, yes. I would love to. I just don't have the time anymore because my current job is I work weekends and it's hard to get time off. But because um, when I was working at Home Depot, I was always leaving and going places and using my sick hours and my vacation hours and just <laughs> I wasn't a very good employee back then. <laughs> oh, I'm sick today. I can't make it in because the beach is calling me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like I went to Wyoming while I was working there and I was like, oh, I'm going to use some sick hours for this trip. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't work for Home Depot anymore because if they heard this and, you know, you might be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I think they knew, to be honest, because my boss wasn't, she was pretty chill, my supervisor. Like, I would tell her about my trips and show her photos and stuff. She'd be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> you weren't know. sick. <laughs> yeah, she's like, wait a second. <laughs> you don't look sick in this photo. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, okay. I love traveling on a state, and I miss it so much. I haven't done it in so long. So when you, so you bought it, you said it was, you bought it in around 2021 and it was a 2012. How many miles did it have on it when you bought it? It had 112K. Now, were you worried about that at all, having so many miles already? No. I mean, when I first got it, I'll admit, I wasn't like all as knowledgeable about car stuff as I kind of am now. I'm not saying I'm super knowledgeable now, but like really wasn't back then. But like I, my dad told me like, that it was pretty high, but he, he knew about Subarus a little bit. So we kind of understood that like they're, they last good when you take good care of them, especially the oil, changing the oil is so important. So I wasn't too worried. And I also know I'm not going to have this car forever. I have a couple more years of payments on it. Might trade it in for a newer one. I don't know, but yeah, I knew the risks. But it was meant to be mine, and I love her. <laughs> yeah, it's got 112,000 miles, but that's okay because it's a Subaru. Exactly. <laughs> how many miles? And how many miles do you have on it now? Oh, gosh. That's a good question. Oh, how many do I have? I want to say, hmm, almost 200K, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. So, so you've been driving <laughs> it a lot. Oh, yes. I took that thing everywhere. Yeah. Especially when I was like 21, 22. At that age, I was just constantly gone, going somewhere in it, especially to Oregon. I was always back and forth between Oregon. But yeah, that's what it's for, though. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good, I mean, because you said now with your work schedule, it's hard to get away. You work weekends. And so taking advantage of one, the lower mileage earlier on. And then two, your work schedule and calling in sick. You know, you you said you wanted to go drive your car and explore places and you started doing that right away. So it's good that while you had the ability to go places that you started doing that and not like, oh, OK, I, I really want to go these places. But, you know, I'll go eventually. And then because like if you if you didn't start going right away and exploring and just driving and having fun, you wouldn't have been able to do it as much now with your current work schedule and you would have looked back and thought oh, I should have just done it but you did do it yeah I got it out of my system oh another state I've been to uh, Utah that was one of my favorite other than Wyoming Utah is definitely my favorite state to visit I loved it there I've, lots of good trails yeah that's what I've heard and I've been to I've only been to Utah for work and I've been to some places that had some mountains off in the distance and so it was it was really nice seeing it, but I still 
would like to go again more for fun. Yeah, absolutely. I have recommendations if you ever need them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I there's there's a lot of places I want to go and it's so hard living in Houston because I'm kind of like in the central hub between the east and the west that both have a lot of really good places to explore and everything is just so far away. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's nice knowing so many people in different places so that you know, not just for me, but for anybody that if you want to like just fly out and go visit some people, we get connected with so many people in so many different places. You can pretty much go anywhere and know that you're going to have somebody to go hang out with. Somebody is going to probably let you drive their car on the trails or or whatever and, and just go out and have a good time. That's super true. Like, it's crazy to think that because of my account, like I have friends in so many different states that I like I talk to now. And that's so crazy. Because like, I could do that. I could go visit. And like, I always have someone to hang with. So that would be really cool. Yeah, because we get into this Subaru community and go from not like not having any friends, but you go from this one life into this life that you had no idea existed and then you start getting like involved and, you know, just sucked into it. And then it's like becomes such a passion, not just for your car, but being a part of the community. And like you said, chatting with people all over the place. And then, you know, I, I feel like for the people that are really into being a part of this community and into their cars, we're, I feel like we're all really, truly blessed, even for people like me here that you know, we don't in Texas, we don't have very much uh, public land. A lot of it's private land. We don't have a lot of trails. We have trails that are like gravel roads, but we don't really have like good mountains. We have some hilly areas, but even yeah. even being here and not having access to so many like really nice places to explore. Not that we don't have nice places, but just being a part of the community and being able to communicate with other people. And like I said, I can, if I want to, I can go fly out and visit other people and see these other places that people are exploring that we have to every day see going to hitting some cool trails and driving through <laughs> snow. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I I kind of like always try to paint a little sad picture for myself, but I feel very blessed. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, there's we've got some decent places around here, but nothing crazy. Like, I, I kind of have to drive a little bit, maybe like about an hour-ish, maybe, to get somewhere, like, really nice, like, down to Santa Cruz or something, the Santa Cruz Mountains. Probably the closest, I think, that I've seen anyways. <laughs> so how close is the beach to you since you said you get out to the beach all the time? The closest one is, like, four minutes away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we're always there. We just live right next to the ocean. <laughs> so are you just walking over there or is that a four minute drive? It's a four minute drive. I could walk, but it's a lot of hills. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Makes yeah, more sense not... to drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to go down to Pacifica a lot. That's mainly where I take Sadie. Lots of great beaches, lots of great hiking, amazing like cliffside views and stuff. So I'm, I'm always down there. I love it there the most. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So before we get into some other things, I have a very important question to ask you. Okay. Are you a pancakes or a waffle person? <laughs> Waffles. <laughs> okay. Well, I know some people who are listening to this that would be happy about that. But yeah, because 
So it was Sierra who goes by SLT Trek. She started this whole waffles versus pancakes craze. And I've been meaning to ask more people and I forget about it. And I was thinking about it earlier before we started recording. Like, I have to remember to ask this question. So now that we got that out of the way. I was hoping you would ask. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Because it's like every once in a while, it'll just be like some random post of somebody putting it in their stories, like having waffles today or having pancakes. So it's kind of fun that it's kind of spread throughout and gotten a little bit more into the community and having fun with it. Waffles all the way. They're more exciting. They got their little holes. You can put the syrup in and stuff. It hit different. Yeah, (laughs) they do. I mean, I don't know. I I like I like them. Not equally. I like pancakes just a little bit better because there's some pancakes that I get at this one place that the edge of them are are crispy and you can put like a nice <laughs> layer of butter over the top and I don't know. But yeah, I do good. like waffles. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'll eat both, but I definitely I think I prefer waffles. <laughs> yeah, they're good. So <laughs> when you so now you you know about this community, obviously, and you're a big part of it, but when did you start finding out that there was a community after you bought your Outback? Because I'm guessing when you bought it, did you didn't know that there was this community out there? I had no idea. This is a very fun story. It took me a, a little while to find out. But so I got my Outback and then started doing little trips with it for like a couple months. And then I was like, because I know people have accounts for like, they're really cool, like sportier cars. They're cool, like fast muscle cars and stuff. And I was like, I wonder if anyone does this for their outbacks just out of curiosity. So like I started searching on Instagram and this is, I found Java wagon. He was originally Java wagon. Yeah. Juan. I found his account and I was like, this is the sickest outback I've ever seen. So I followed him and then he followed me back and I was like, no way. He's like so popular. What? And then I started like getting interested in trailing and stuff. I had no mods, like I had regular street tires. But through, he started posting about the Soft Road Nation Colorado. So I was like, oh, cool. And then I, through that, I found the NorCal version. And I was like, this is super cool, but I'm like way too scared to join it because like I've got nothing like my car is super stock like I could never go trailing (laughs) but I ended up talking with him with Juan one day and I was like I want to do it but I'm scared but he's like encouraging me to just reach out and just go like it's so fun like you have nothing to worry about and I was like okay (laughs) so like I I followed um all the like the software nation accounts and then one day they posted about a ladies meet and I was like, oh, this would be perfect for me to just like dip my toes in. It's just us gals, you know, I would feel <laughs> more comfortable, you know, because like I'm so used to car groups being like kind of toxic, but that's mostly with the sportier cars, I think. But so I was worried about that. But I was like, I can join the ladies group. So we had a day where we had lunch together. So I I reached out to, you know, Marvin the Outback. She was the one posting it. She of course. was. Yeah, so she was who we were reaching out to if we were interested. So I built up the courage and I messaged her and I was like, hey, um, I want to come. <laughs> so she sent me all the information and stuff. And then I was so, so excited. And then through our group chat, we were planning on doing a trail day, I think the next day. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to just join that too. You might as well. So 
went to the ladies lunch super awesome you know now they're some of my closest friends and i love them all very much and then we the next day we did the trailing we went to hollister hills and that was super fun i discovered that my tires were a little bit bald (laughs) oh no (laughs) not like dangerously but like enough to where when i was going around corners on the dirt trails i was sliding a little and i was like why is my car sliding (laughs) I got home that the that night and I looked at my tires. I was like, "Oh, that's why I need new tires." <laughs> but yeah, that was super fun. And then ever since then, you know, I've been a member and couldn't be happier. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like I haven't. I know that it exists where people are nervous and scared to reach out to somebody. And then, like you said, you started following Juan and then he started following you back. And I'm sure that when you like probably first messaged him and he messaged you back, you're like, oh, my gosh, he messaged back. And and so many people find that out that, you know, they go into it. They're they're kind of scared. They're nervous or worried about somebody. Like you said, there's you know that there's toxicity in other car groups and stuff. And so you worry about that. But. I know a lot of people get surprised when they message somebody, you know, especially sometimes when you message somebody with a really big account and a lot of followers and they message back and you're like, wait, what? Why are you messaging me back? I have three followers, you know, (laughs) and but it's all for education and we all get excited for each other. It's fun to see when somebody new comes into the community and is wanting to put themselves out there and go try something new. And then you do what you did. You decided to message, found out about the lunch meet, went out on the trail run, slipped around a little bit. But I bet, <laughs> you know, but I'm sure that that first experience going off-roading was just like extremely fun. And you realized, okay, there's something to this. Yeah. And I knew I had to do it more. I was like, I can't get enough of this. Like, I want to do this way more. Um, that's also when I decided my first mod would be new tires <laughs> yeah those are important <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i was sliding so much on like corners and stuff um, but the whole time i was like why am i sliding i don't know <laughs> so what tires do you have now i have uh falcon wild peaks all terrain yeah those are good love them they're my fave <laughs> and i'm sure hitting the trails now you're like oh okay this is what it's really like yeah <laughs> And now I purposely hit the turns really fast to purposely slide. (laughs) The all-wheel drive system is so nice because it's not going to slide probably as much as another car would, or especially not a rear-wheel drive car. But yeah, the the (laughs) all-wheel drive system being like feeling it go to work when you're in situations like that, it's such a cool feeling. Yeah, especially when you turn off traction control. Let the fun begin. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's another lady that I'm guessing maybe you reached out to her or she reached out to you, but she goes by Jen from Eccentric Designs. So oh, yeah. I know that you're a brand ambassador. So how did that all come about? Yeah. So this was back, I think, right before I made my Instagram account for the car. But I had I was still on Facebook. I had joined a bunch of like Subaru, like Facebook groups and stuff, especially for the Outbacks and then specifically for the fourth gens, which is mine's a fourth gen. And I think it was in the fourth gen one specifically that she 
made a post in and was like, hey, like I'm um, testing out this new product for the fourth gens for the rear reflector overlays. And I was wondering if anyone would want to like product test it. And I was like, I'll do it. Like that sounds cool. And it looks cool. And like, I want that on my car. So I was one of the, I think one of the first few that reached out and then she picked me. So I was like, yes, that's so exciting. So yeah, we started, got to talking and stuff. And then she sent me the reflector overlays and then I put them on. And then um, I took some pictures and sent them to her. And then she really liked my photos. And that's when she asked me like to be an official brand ambassador. So I was like, heck yeah, I'll be a brand ambassador. That's heck cool. I've always wanted to do something like that. You want so, me yeah. to take photos? I love photography. Let's do this. Yeah, I was literally just taking the first few for the product. Just in my neighborhood, of, well, my parents' neighborhood, there was this little area by a field that I would, it was like a dead-end street that just went to nowhere, but it was lined with trees. So it kind of looked like I was in the forest. I wasn't, but like it looked like it was. So I would back all the way up in there, and that's where I would like take the photos of it, and it looked really cool, and I guess she she liked them enough to, you know, make me official. <laughs> Yeah, and she's been around for a while because we just I just had her on recently for her three year anniversary. So it's just it's so cool to see like where she has come from starting off just doing something for her car, you know, for herself and then yeah. going going to reaching out to people like you to be a brand ambassador and then also bringing other people on. So, yeah, it's cool to be a part of it. Yes, I love it. And like, I think I've Let's see, maybe about a year, a, li a little over a year now, I've been a brand ambassador. I don't remember specifically when I joined, but yeah, it's cool to see how much the brand has grown, how much she has grown and like how much she's done and like all the products that she does have now. It's insane. And like big props to her for doing that. Like running a small business like that is hard. I can't even imagine doing it myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and her doing that on top of working a full-time job. I know that she's always really, really busy. She's got, you know, she's working in the evening. She's working over the weekends. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot to, to do, but she obviously has a passion for it, still doing it after three years. And it's, you know, the community support is what really, really helps to keep something like that going because not just... Her seeing, not her doing it because she wants to help meet people make, you know, their cars look better and personalize yeah. them, but just the support that you get from the community that means a lot to her doing something like that. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And I love all her products. I have the rear reflector overlays of the mountains and trees, and then I have the stripes too on the front. I just ordered stripe, fender stripes for mine. Oh, really? Yeah. They came <laughs> in. Yeah. They came in about a week ago, but... Because I, I mean, I've had Pearl for almost two and a half years and I saw the fender stripes really early on and I was undecided if whether I like them or not. And then, yeah. so, and it's, so Pearl has a very unique feature that I don't, that a lot of people have said they've never seen on another Crosstrek. And I don't know if it's like just a dealer thing that they, I guess they decided to add, but I have pinstripes that go down both sides and- uh yeah. yeah, and that's not very common. So, but the pinstripes went from the very front all the way to the back. And so there's a little, like right before the front door, there's a little Subaru logo that broke up the pinstripe. And so I ended up peeling off the pinstripe that is that was in front of the logo. So now both fenders 
don't have a pinstripe. And it was mm. like where, you know, so it, it created a great spot to take it off because now there's the Subaru logo and it looks like that's the start of the pinstripe. And now, because I, I thought if I ever put on the fender stripes, it's going to look weird going over a pinstripe. So that's why I decided to take them off. But I took them off like a year and a half ago in preparation for maybe getting fender stripes someday. But now, now yeah. here we are. Yes, I'm so excited to see it. It's going to look good. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm excited too. So what what else besides just like getting into Soft Road Nation and discovering your love of driving off-road, you know, when you started connecting with people, like what are some other things that got you really excited about continuing on with your Subaru journey? I don't know. Like <laughs> that stuff is kind of all that like that did get me into it. Uh, I don't know. So I, guess, I don't know what else. <laughs> what other what other mods have you done to your Outback? Like, what were some of the things that you started? Because once you, you know, you're obviously connecting with these other people, especially like when you see Juan's Outback, because his was just like insane. And then yeah. getting to be around other Subarus and, you know, and other vehicles doing soft road nation and meeting up with them. But you, now you do have some mods. So like, where did you, what did you start thinking about in terms of mods other than tires? Mm, after tires. Oh, what did I do? I had, well, I lifted it. That was recent though. I gave it a two inch lift. That made a world of a difference on the trails. Yeah. <laughs> Huge difference. And I love it. And I remember when I first got it and I would make turns, it felt like I was gliding. And that was like a weird feeling because it was like you're floating around corners. Yeah, I, I did the two inch lift. And then I also, oh no, you know what? Backtrack a little bit. Right before I did the lift, I actually redid the headlights. That I think that was like the first big mod I did like with my own hands, basically. Nice. I found them on sale from a company called Anzo USA. They're awesome. They have, they mostly make headlights for big trucks. But for whatever reason, I found them and I found for my year of an Outback. And I was like, their headlights are sick. And I knew it would be like, it would be more unique because I, from like my own experience, I haven't seen many people change their headlights completely. So I was like, these are really cool. And I love the blinker because it's a bunch of little dots lined up that all blink when you turn on the blinker. So like, that's cool. Yeah. And I was like, I like those. And it was on sale for like only 700 bucks, I think. That's so a good like, price. Yeah. And they're nice too. So I got them and then I did that myself one night in my garage. But it it took longer than expected because at the time I still had my crunchy fender, which I had gotten into a minor accident right before I changed the headlights. So my fender on the passenger side was a little bent inwards. Oh no. <laughs> so, I did not think about that before changing the headlights. So I did the one side, the driver's side. Perfect, right? It takes only a few minutes. It's not like they're very difficult. But when I got to the other side and I went to put the fender back on, like, or not the fender, the bumper back on because you have to drop the bumper. I went to put it back on and it was not clicking back in place at all. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to put this back on? So I was like panicking. And I remember I was still relatively new to the group at the time, but I was in the group chats at this point. And I was messaging the group chat. It was like late at night too. It was like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. maybe. And I was like, guys, oh my God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and everyone was like asleep. So like no one was really answering, which I don't blame them. But I didn't know who else to go to. 
<laughs> but I eventually with some zip ties and like holding it with one hand and then with the other hand putting the zip ties on, I managed to squeeze it in, into place. And then it was like that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you get some help to like pop it back into place properly or were the zip ties holding it so you could pop it back in place? The zip ties just kind of held it there for a while. I kind of just, I left it for a bit because like I was too scared to mess with it and take it off and not be able to get it back on because it was so hard because the fender was so like bent inwards from getting hit. So I was like, I'm just not going to mess with it until it gets fixed. And it didn't get fixed for a while because insurance was just taking forever. And then... Later on that year, I ended up getting hit again in the same exact spot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so my fender got even crunchier and it looked horrendous. It was so bad. And oh, I had the stripes on at the time and I sent Jen a photo of it. And I was like, you should use this for your review because the stripes survive. <laughs> they are perfect condition. They never broke. They never peeled off. They didn't even scratch. I was like, dude, you should use this. <laughs> Tell people how good your quality is. It survived an accident. <laughs> yeah, they are. Her products are such great quality. I mean, I pressure wash mine because like when I go hit some mud, I've got decals. I've got the reflectors on my rear or the reflector overlays. And then I've got the taillight overlays. And then I have the Subinu podcast decal on the back window. And not a single bit of peeling or chipping or anything. They're awesome. Yeah, quite amazing. Yeah, so headlights. First main mod I did myself. Eventually got the car fixed. So now it's fine. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no more crunchy thunder. <laughs> but I had that for so long. Now, do you have skid plates? I do. I have primitive racing skid plates in the in the front. I need to get the mid ones still. Everyone needs to get their skid plates, all of them. <laughs> Do you have uh, the differential one too, or are you still, you're going to get that one also? I also need to get that one. Okay. <laughs> I just keep forgetting to get it. I have the front main one, but I do need the, the last two as well. Because I, I had a mid one. I forget the exact title of it, but it was one of the bigger ones. And I couldn't get it to fit because, and this is something I could probably have someone who knows what they're doing fix it, but where you like put in the screws into the car uh it doesn't have the, like the threading so you have to like make it i don't know how they do it i'm gonna sound stupid but like with the drill i guess i don't know but i don't know how to do that so i couldn't put it on because like you have to like do that yourself yeah um, so <laughs> i just haven't gotten around to it <laughs> yeah i mean that's uh, it yeah sometimes it's just hard to do something when you don't have the proper tools or the help i mean i had a I had a spacer lift for a long time and I never ended up putting it on because I didn't have anybody to help me. Plus, I also needed to get like a subframe drop and I couldn't afford it. So I was just like, I just never did it. Yeah, it, it'd be like that. Like I have new stripes I'm supposed to put on that after I got my car fixed, like they put a whole new fender on. They've been sitting with me for months and I just keep forgetting to put them on. So you just have <laughs> stripes on one side? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'll get there eventually. I got to do it at my parents' house, though. I can't do it at my house. <laughs> yeah, I'll eventually put mine on. It's just a matter of just taking the time to go do it, you know. So yeah. seems like I always <laughs> have something else going on that I can't get to certain things, but that's okay. Yeah, life just gets so busy sometimes, and then you forget. And, like, I'm a super forgetful person, so I, I'll always forget. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, like, one of my problems, too. 
So what <laughs> what other mods do you still want to get? I think my next one will be a nameless exhaust, but I'm, I'll probably get the one with the muffler so that it's, it's not too loud as a little quieter, but that's definitely on the horizon. I want to be a loud menace on the road. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much my whole thing with my car. I just want to be a menace. I do random stuff to it. Whether or not people agree with it, I don't care. <laughs> so what's some of the random stuff you've done? My car is so covered in Plasti Dip. So... Anything that is chrome, I know it's not like nothing that other people don't do, but like everything chrome or silver is covered in like at least like five layers of plastic dip because I hate chrome with a passion. Everything needs to be blacked out. And then I did my hood with plastic dip as well. It's not a wrap. Like I need to do an actual wrap because if you look at it closely, it's ugly and it's fading and it's spotted. But <laughs> it took me, God, how many hours? Like maybe five or six hours in total. Cause I did like 10 layers of plastic dip on it. Cause like <laughs> you need a lot for it to like last. And I went through like maybe like five cans of plastic dip and I'll just cover anything in plastic dip if it works. And I like doing that. It's also like stuff on a budget. Like you can't afford a wrap, just cover it in plastic dip. It works temporarily. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> I love doing that. What else? What else? Other mods. Oh, so I got my front bumper cut. Shout out to my friend, the Ripe Punani, a.k.a. Alvin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut my front bumper for me with like a little, I don't even know what it was. It was just a little knife. He just like, took it off. I want to do the rear one next for sure to match. Because it kind of looks weird with like one, like the front has the bumper, but not the back. I love how it looks without the bumper. It looks so much better. Everyone should chop their bumpers. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I'm looking at your one of your photos now that you posted. Well, this was back from November of 2022. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where Was that the desert trip? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Oh, I love that place. I can't wait to go back. Where was that? It was probably Trona. Trona Pinnacles super amazing place it's kind of small little area of the desert but really freaking cool and then there's a lot of geological history as well if, you, if like people are into that super duper dope love that place great place to just do donuts out in the middle of nowhere and just like drive hella fast with like the cloud of dust behind you just so fun <laughs> yeah that always looks cool it's a nice like uh visuals there to see the dust coming up from behind oh i love that so thrilling <laughs> Yeah, so were there any other mods that you have that you want to talk about? Well, I also have a couple of little devil horns that I put on it for funsies. Like, they're little motorcycle attachments. So they're actually for motorcycle helmets. But um, I was talking to Dan one day, um, Satanic Subaru. Oh, yeah, that about, guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> about horns, because, like, his whole thing is, like, Satanic Subaru, you know? Um, so we're looking at horns, I think, on eBay. And I was like, well, I'll test run them and see if they work well. So I bought them and I bought black ones because my car is red and black. So I was like, black. So I put them on. And I don't remember how long it's been, but I think they've been on for almost maybe a full year or almost maybe. I don't remember. But they've lasted a long time. So and where, they're really cute. Where are they on the car? They're both right above each of the front doors. Okay. Yeah. Like up on the roof. I was, yeah. Because I was thinking about putting them on 
like the side of the roof uh the roof racks or something but they didn't really stick well to that so i put them on the paint and then on that flat surface they stick a lot better because they're basically just suction cups oh okay yeah but i was worried they wouldn't last but they've stayed on and it's been at least like six or seven months (laughs) and they're still there (laughs) yeah that's good that's nice when you can still have them stick on yeah, and it's a cute little, like little addition because you don't really you can't tell in photos really that they're there, but like once you see it in person, then you can't unsee it. Yeah, so I have a decal that I bought that says "Save the Manuals" since mine is a manual, and I got it from Orsini oh, really? Vinyl and Designs. And my girlfriend was like, she was saying, "Are you sure you want to put decals actually on your car, like on the paint?" And I was like, uh. I don't know. This is before I did anything else. It was like the first decal I put on the exterior. And she said, why don't you get a magnet and put it on the magnet? So that's what I did. And then I ended up going through a car wash before I had any other mods when my car was still stock and I could go through a car wash. And Uh I had, I meant to take the, the magnet off the back hatch. And I was like, oh crap, I hope it didn't pull it off. And I got back there and it was still there. So I was thankful for that. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, my first decal, and then I almost almost lost it, but no, it worked out. I used to have a magnet, like, when I first got the card that said, I love my Catahoula leopard dog, because that's the breed of my dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I went through car washes on accident with it, and it stayed. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, actually, I also have a sticker for the Autobots. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I always forget I have it because it's so small, but I have that under the passenger front door or not passenger. Oh my goodness. Driver's side front door. It's there, but it's real small. So no one really notices it. Yeah. Well, it's, you, you <laughs> notice it. So that's good. Yeah. Cause I'm a huge nerd for Transformers. <laughs> hey, that's good stuff. I mean, I grew up with yeah. the Transformers. Yeah, me too. I love them. <laughs> Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about as far as mods before we get into other stuff? No, I think that's it. All right, cool. So what are some things that you take with you when you go out onto the trails? I'm not, okay, so I'm not like the most prepared person, and that's probably my toxic trait, but I always have water for sure, for sure. Always have water on you. I always have snacks because I'd be hungry sometimes. Always uh, walkie-talkie so you can communicate with everybody. And let's see what else. I have an air compressor. I have not used it, but I have it just in case. Have you not aired down before, or do you air down and somebody else you, you use somebody else's compressor? Um, up until I got my air compressor, I was other people were helping me out with that, so I was using theirs. They were teaching me how to do it, but now I have my own, so I can do it myself the next time I go trailing. <laughs> there you go. What else? What else? Should always carry tools with you. I don't. I need to get my own tool bag, but it's definitely good to have your basic tools with you just in case. I'm super fortunate enough that anything that's ever happened to my car, because it always does, someone else has stuff to help me out. (laughs) So what kind of stuff has happened to your car? Okay, so this one is kind of funny and kind of not. But uh, our recent trip down to the desert with the group, we made, I think it was our first pit stop at like a Love's gas station or something. It might not have been Love's. I don't remember. It was a gas station. And I parked to get gas. and satanic subaru came up to me and was like hey your engine is smoking and i was like god why now (laughs) because i kept having coolant leaks before because the hose kept popping off 
eventually got that fixed. But so the coolant, I was used to it leaking and smoking because it was hot. So I was like, oh, it's probably just that again. I'll just have to squeeze it back on, whatever. So we open the hood and it's definitely not the coolant. And so I start stressing <laughs> and I just like want to cry. because I'm like, great, what's going on with my car? Like we're in the middle of getting to our destination. And we have pictures of this, of people like planking over my car into the engine bay to like, look at what's going on. And then they pull out this huge like chunk of like, not even a stick. It was like a piece of huge piece of wood. It had gotten lodged in my car from a previous recent trailing that we did in Santa Cruz. So I think I, cause it was at night. So I was blindly going through puddles. So I think from that, it got lodged up in my car and tore my CV boot on my passenger side. So the grease was leaking out and it was smoking a lot. So they figured that out while I'm just standing off to the side and trying not to cry in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the chunk of wood in my car as memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep that. I know. <laughs> still covered in grease. But we managed to find a auto parts, auto parts store somewhere nearby. They were able to duct tape it enough to like get me to where we needed to be. But my car was pretty much down the whole trip, sitting in the campsite <laughs> until we were able to like work on it and then at the same time my car is sitting there not really being able to be driven alvin's baja the blue baja he ends up breaking his strut going up a hill so then his car was down too so both of our cars are just sitting in our campsite not being able to be driven so then now both of our cars need fixing how many people oh were God. on this trip how many people there was a lot it was a pretty decent amount Maybe like between 15 and 20. Oh, wow. It was a good amount though. We had a really good group there. But yeah, these are one of the the moments that I was really thankful that I'm around people who know what they're doing and know how to work on cars. Because otherwise, I don't know what I would have done. If I was by myself, I would have not have known why my car was smoking. I wouldn't have known how to look for that. So I'm really glad I have the group to help me out. <laughs> so when did you end up getting it fixed on that trip or did you have to wait until you got back? I had to wait until I got back. So before we left, we like checked on it one more, one last time. We got it like duct taped up as best as we could. And then I just kind of yellowed it all the way home, <laughs> managed to get home. And then after a couple of weeks, I think, cause I was only driving back and forth to work at that point, we were able to get it fixed and they were, they replaced my axle for me at Ryan's. Shout out to them. New CV boot and all that. And then it was good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's why I have to be careful with Pearl because there, I, I'm, I'm sure there are people around the Houston area that could work on my, my car if need be. But I, uh, it's my daily car and I drive it a lot and I don't want to do anything too, or I, I don't want to be too careless with her. Although there have yeah. been times when I'm like, oh, crap, like I'll hear a big crunch or something. And thankfully, uh -huh. she's been fine. And there's a big rattle on the back. And then there's like another rattle that ha started happening. And I can't find them. I don't know what it is. But, you know, I so I suffer through it because it's super annoying to hear it. But uh, yeah, that's when you turn up the radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh God. Yeah. So are you are you gonna be gonna are you gonna be going to Big Northwest or Subi Fest California this year? Oh, I want to. I just don't know if I can get the time off. Most likely not, just because I do not have the vacation hours. But if I could at least try and make it to Subi Fest, I would love to. I just I'm not sure. When is it? When are both of them? It is. I'll let you know. Hold on a second. I have the schedule here. <laughs> Big Northwest is Sunday, July 30th, and Subi Fest California is Sunday, July 23rd. So Subi Fest California is first, and then Big Northwest. Damn, that's soon. Yeah, it is. Maybe. It's a hard maybe, at least for Subi Fest. Because Big Northwest, that's up in Washington, right? Yeah, I believe so. It is, let's see. So Big Northwest is at... Oh, okay. So when I was typing this up, this, I don't know when I was typing this up, but this was back in March. It said that details will be available today and I never ended up putting in the details. So I'm not sure, but I, th- I think it is up in Washington. And then Subi Fest, California is at Santa Anita Park in Arcadia, California. Arcadia? Oh. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'll try. No promises. <laughs> Call in sick like you did with Home I Depot. Thought- I'm saving my sick hours right now. <laughs> okay. You have a big trip planned? Yeah, for, well, kind of big, I guess. I'm going to Tahoe for a few days for my birthday and staying in a cabin and stuff. And then trying to see if, like, having people come up on that Saturday, June 17th. <laughs> yeah, birthday weekend. Yeah, at Kiva Beach. Um, yeah, we're hoping to have, like, a big, like, lake day just to celebrate. So that's kind of, like, I got four days off that and then i i do have a wedding to attend in october but other than that unless i'm missing something i don't have any big trips so who all is welcome to this birthday bash on june 17th everybody is welcome all right yeah so shout out birthday trip where now where is it again it's gonna be up in lake tahoe at kiva beach starting around like noon gonna be fun <laughs> all right cool yeah so you heard it here <laughs> you heard it here folks <laughs> that's right can you name three people in the community that you've like connected with but haven't met in person that you would like to meet in person and just hang out with or hit the trails okay so like this took me forever to decide because i would love to trail and hang out with everybody <laughs> so i hate like leaving people out but I definitely at least chose Baby Elephant, of course, one, because he's the reason I'm even a part of this group. Yeah. That would be so fun to go trailing with him, for sure. Also, love Colorado. I've been dying to get out there. Yeah, you have to go if you get a chance. It's beautiful. And between Juan and Chris, who goes by Shadow Roo, and I'm sure other people out there, they can show you some awesome spots. Oh, I would love that so much. Sounds like so much fun. Okay, and then second, oh, I had to choose my twin out in Arizona, um, that one guy, AZ, Jim. That would be fun because we're literally twins. Our cars are twins. So, like, we have to take photos. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The trails he goes on looks super cool out there. And I also love Arizona as well. So, that would be fun. Um, and then third, I chose uh, Silver Bullet just because he's nuts. 
And I would love <laughs> to see that in action. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's he's done some pretty crazy stuff, and he continues uh, to like push his cross track. But yeah, he's also, you know, he's a little nutty, but he's he's so fun to hang out with, and it's it is fun to watch him, you know, yeah. in action with his uh, little first gen cross track that he's super modified to to do what he wants it to do. Yes, absolutely. And I love his cross track. It's one of the sickest cross tracks I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, those would be my three. But I would love to meet everyone, though. Like, I talk to a lot of people now on Instagram and stuff. Everyone's so nice. Uh, I'd like to meet and trail with everybody if I could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's for me, too. Like, I've had so many people on the podcast that I would love to be able to meet everybody. I would love to be able to do every episode in person if I could. And I'm thankful that I have been able to do some in person. And I'm thankful that I've actually met over 50 guests in person, which is really cool. But yeah, so that question's not to like hurt anybody's feelings. It's just, I thought it would be an interesting question to ask. And I think somebody else, I don't even think that was my question. I think somebody else, one of my patrons came up with that question a while back. So, but yeah, just something interesting to throw out there, you know? Yeah. So if you could swap Subarus with somebody for a day and drive it for a whole day, who would you swap with? That was another hard one. <laughs> I ended up going with my bestie, Exploring, aka Erica, and her Crosstrek Wapo thing. I love her Crosstrek so much. <laughs> it's also another one of my favorite Crosstrek ever, and that would be super fun to zip around in. Um, she's got like that super cool wrap on it and like all these cool mods on it. So that would be super fun if I got to maybe trail it a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Go experience what she gets to experience. Yeah. That'd be super fun. <laughs> what has surprised you the most about your Outback? Hmm. Probably as how far it's taken me. Cause I've, I've pushed it pretty far, especially with my road trips and stuff, because no matter how far I'm driving, I like to just do it straight. Like I don't like stopping and sleeping nowhere unless like I'm dying. <laughs> but yeah, like when I drove up to Idaho, like I only stopped for gas until like let my dog go potty and stuff. But other than that, like I didn't stop and it made it all the way up there. No problem. And back too. And then of course, all my other road trips, like to Utah, that was far too. I love how far it can take me. And that's definitely been super cool. Same with trailing and stuff. like. I've gone over stuff that I also just didn't think I would be capable of, like in my mind, like, because you kind of map out your, your route in your head, especially when you're going over like huge dips or rocks and stuff like that. Or like when you're going nose first down like a, a steep hill. I love that how far it's taken me in that too. Cause like, I never thought I could do it. I didn't think my car could do it, but it did. And I've gotten this do some pretty cool stuff. And that's, yeah, I love that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because even though you know that, because like if you see somebody else doing something in a car that's similar to yours, then you know that your car can do it. But then you have to know that you have the courage to do it. And knowing that, yeah, you're going to pick the right lines because it's uh, there's that like kind of toss up of, can I do it? And then can my yeah. car do it? But then if you know if your car can do it, sometimes you're not sure if you can do it. Because like for me, I was on a trail once and it looked like really gnarly and I got out 
and I squatted down in front of my car to like just see the actual line. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is nothing. So even though it, <laughs> even though it looked like nothing, I I did still didn't have anybody to spot me. So I had to like try to remember and guess like, okay, I think I'm going the right way. And I ended up teetering on two wheels, which that was fun and scary at the same time. And I made it down, got to this other spot and realized like, and I was by myself. I wasn't with anybody. And so I was, got to this spot and there was some, like a pretty big puddle. I didn't know how deep it was. And there was just some like really rutted out spots even beyond that. So I'm like, I should probably turn around. So I turn around, get back to the spot that I had just driven down. And I'm like, oh crap, now I got to drive back up. And (laughs) again, I get out, I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. So I start driving up. But even though I looked at it and it looked fine, going up, you can't see. I don't have anybody to spot me. I start going and like my car won't go the way that I think it's supposed to. I'm like, I think I'm picking the right lines and I'm not getting anywhere. And so I'm like, I just, I have to send it. And so I just pushed it up and, you know, it's, it's, yeah, they're way more capable than we realize and and give them credit for sometimes. And then they surprise us by like, oh, that was easy too. And then sometimes I'll be going over something and I'll think that it's like, I'm not going to have enough clearance to get over it. And then I'll see somebody else driving through and I'm like, they they totally made that easily. Why am I worried? And then I go do it and I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah. It's just such a good feeling just having these cars and being able to take them and do things we thought we wouldn't be able to do before. Those things that we didn't think about doing also. Like when, when I first discovered the group, I always thought like off-roading was like Jeeps and trucks and all that stuff. I never thought I'd be taking my little grandma out back on trails and stuff, doing all the crazy stuff I've done in it. Like that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun just to start exploring and seeing where you can take it and how you can, what you can do with it. So, and with, so with your road trips that like when you went to Utah and Wyoming, are these road trips that you're taking by yourself or are you going with other people? I've always just gone by myself. I've never really had people like who would go with me. So I kind of just got used to going alone, but I also loved it. Like I love solo trips a lot. Everyone should take a solo road trip at some point because it's so, it's so refreshing. And then like, the thought of being alone in the car with your thoughts is like not very pleasant. But um, <laughs> when you actually do it, though, like it's kind of life changing and you discover more about yourself and what you're capable of, especially like if you're scared of going really far alone. When you do it, you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Like, I actually really like this. At least for me, that's how it was. Like my first huge road trip was to Idaho, like 17 hours completely by myself well, with my dog. But like I had no one to talk to. <laughs> Danny don't talk back to me. <laughs> but it was awesome. And I was scared leading up to it. But I was like, well, I want to go and I want to see my friend. I miss her. Because she used to live in our neighborhood. But she moved up to Idaho. So I was like, I have to go visit. And uh, then I did it. And I loved it so much. And then I was like, ah, I got to do this more. Like, I love driving hella far. It's so fun. And you get to see so much and stuff and I miss it so much. I need to do it again soon. (laughs) Now, when you got back driving that far and that long, when you made it back home, were you like, 
oh my gosh, I can't believe I drove that far and that long of a distance. I did think that. I'm like, wow, like I didn't think that I would ever do that. And now I know I can do it. So I'm going to do it some more eventually. (laughs) Yeah, because I know when I drove out to Colorado with my kids, that was, it was, I mean, if I had driven it straight through, it would have been like an 18 hour drive, but we stopped and on the way, so we drove like nine hours and then continued on, finally made it to Colorado. And then, we, you know, that was when I met Chris and Juan and they're taking me on some trails. And the first trail they took me on, we hit some spots that I ended up having to back out of because my clearance, I didn't have enough clearance because I would have totally, if I would have sent it, I probably could have made it, but I would have probably ripped my whole front bumper off. And, oh, yeah. and so I'm <laughs> like, I'm not ready to do that because I have to drive this all the way home. But we did do some other really fun stuff the next day. But then, like, you know, I did all these things where I'm like, I'm not sure how well my car is going to do, like, what's going to happen with it. And then, you know, I drive it all the way home and I get back and I'm like, I can't believe I just drove all that distance, like way out to Colorado. Like, that's really far. And and it's not that I doubted that my car would make it that far, but I had never driven that far in my life. And to think that I'm driving from Houston all the way out to Colorado, I'm like, that's like a long trip, but it was a hundred percent worth it. And it was so fun. Yeah, definitely. It's always worth it. The adventure is always worth it. So I know that there are some spots that you really want to make it out to, but do you have like an ultimate bucket list spot that you want to get out to? Hmm. I have, yeah, I do have a lot of places. I just want to go everywhere, but let's see. So like, let's say next month you're able to get like a week off and you, money was not an issue and you could just like go somewhere. Where would you go? Ooh, a whole week. Perfect. I would definitely hit up Colorado. I'd go trailing with them. I'd go to Nevada. I want to see uh, Valley of Fire State Park really bad. I'd probably go back to Utah. Maybe do like a circle around, like make my way around and yeah. then come back. Yeah. That, that would be ideal. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, like I said earlier, there's, there's a lot of places that I would like to go to. And it's, it's hard because they're so far away. And then it's yeah. also hard because it's like, if I go somewhere, where do I want to go? Because there's a lot of different choices. And because like, yeah. I would love to go back to Arizona and I would mm-hmm. love to go back to Colorado. And so, yeah, it's just tough. And then being able to get enough time off work, that's tough too. That's the biggest thing. Like money isn't even like, I, when I travel, like I, the most money I'm spending on is gas. Like I have snacks and that's what I live on so that I could make it happen. So like I live pretty cheaply when I'm on the road. So if I could just get the time off, I'd be good. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so besides like hitting the trails and hanging out with Subi friends and just driving your outback, especially on these solo trips, what other things do you enjoy? And then like what other hobbies do you have or activities do you enjoy? I mean, we already talked about photography, but is there anything else that you like to do? I like to go hiking a lot. Like I was saying earlier, like in Pacifica, there's a lot of great hiking. So I like to go explore with Sadie and stuff, see like any new trails or we even hit up old ones we've done like a million times already. I just like getting outside and moving and like being active because nature is very healing. So I, you know, when I'm feeling 
stressed out or like anxiety, whatever. Just getting outside and spending a few hours, just me and Sadie out there, it's pretty awesome. And it helps me out a lot. So hiking definitely other than photography is like my main hobby. I love doing that. I try to go at least once, maybe twice a week when I have the time. That's good. Yeah. Getting out into nature. I mean, I've heard so many people say that, that just even if you just go for like a five minute walk or something, you know, it doesn't have to be a long time, but if you can just get out into nature and try to get away from everything else and just spend some time alone and with yourself, it can be very Mm -hmm. healing. It is. When I used to live with my parents, so I was a couple hours further north. So I was a little closer to Tahoe especially during the winter, because me and Sadie, we both love snow. So we were constantly driving up to this one spot that's like my favorite spot ever. It's near Sierra City, if anyone knows where that is. But it's up in that area. I would go just kind of tread off into the woods, even when there wasn't snow, regardless. I would just kind of hike out into the the woods and like find a peak to sit on and just sit there. And then just like let Sadie run around a little bit. And just kind of taking the views because there's a there's a waterfall up there that I love, and I would always go up there. I tried to go a few times a month. It was only like two hours away, so it wasn't too bad. But I would just always be up there, and I would sit on the edge of the not the very edge, but like I would sit like near the edge of the waterfall, and I would just like kind of look over the valley and just watch the waterfall, and it was very very peaceful. And then other times we would just go straight up hiking and stuff. And oh, I ran into a mother bear once with her cubs. What? That was spooky. I was walking up a trail I'd never done before. And it's also kind of a four by four trail. So you could take your trucks up there. Definitely not a, a Subi trail. I would not take a Subaru up there. But um, so we were walking it and it was about like a mile, maybe a mile and a half just up to like, there's two lakes. So like one lake was below and then the other lake was kind of up above it. So we were hiking to the second lake that's further up. And I saw a huge like red really nice like lifted chevy coming down and i was like oh i gotta get out of the way they're coming it's kind of like a one lane road so i was trying to like climb up onto the hill because like you're kind of on the mountain like the mountain goes down and then it levels out there's the road and then it drops off to the rest like down below so i was trying to climb up onto the hill a little bit to get out of their way so they could pass and they kind of stopped me and were like flagging me down and i was like oh what's up and they're like, there's a mother bear, like, just a few feet up in the brush, like, right above you. Like, you need to get out of here. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I guess she was, like, right above me. And I was climbing up into the brush to get out of their way, going towards her. Um, so I started, like, speed walking down this trail. And they were, like, driving right behind me to, like, protect me, just in case. And I made it all the way back down. And then we stopped, and I talked to them for a little bit. And they were showing me pictures on their phone of this bear. And, like, it was a huge bear, too. And she had three cubs with her. That could have been the end of it for me if they weren't there. Because I would have probably walked right into her if if she had, like, come down onto the trail at all. Because she was right up in the brush. Like, I would have been done. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of scary. I mean, that's a close encounter right there with a bear. And... It's, uh, yeah, you never know, especially with cubs, she's going to be very protective. Oh, yeah. And in that instance, good luck, because bear spray might not even help you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very true. What would you say about your Outback best matches your personality? Hmm. Hmm, that's a good question. I would say... Hmm, I don't think quirky is the right word, but it's definitely different. 
Like I purposely try to do slightly different things to it so that it doesn't look quite like anyone else. Not that it's like so unique or anything, but like, I don't know. I like to think I'm different too. So I would say in that regard, you know, we're a little different. (laughs) And if you could describe your outback in one word, what would you say? Spunky. Spunky. Yeah. So what is your favorite thing about owning your outback? The space, for sure. I love having so much space. It's perfect for car camping. Like, I never bring tents with me anymore. I'm always sleeping in the car. Because it's basically like having, hmm, maybe not a full-size bed back there, but pretty close. Because I put all the seats down, and it it leveled out pretty flat. And then I'll have my little uh, camping sleep mat, and then I'll make Sadie a dog bed right next to me. We got plenty of space. And I love it so much. Like you could have two people sleeping back there too, if you really wanted to. But yeah, the space for sure. Cause you can fit so much. And then I also have a rooftop box. So that on top of it too, so much space. I just, I love that so much. That was like the main reason also why I even got it. But yeah, the having space for just everything, all the supplies you'd need and not having to worry about like having like to pack it in real tight and like shoving everything in and like, your car is going to explode if you open one of the doors. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't have to worry about that as much. And I think that's probably, yeah, my most favorite thing. How would you say that owning your Outback has changed your life? Oh my gosh, it's changed it so, so much. I never thought I would ever be an off-roader. If you asked me three years ago if I would ever go off-roading, I probably would be like, no, why would I do that? <laughs> I don't have a Jeep. <laughs> and now because of it, I've made like lifelong friends and like people that I now consider family that I'm super close to and they know everything about me now. And I've never, like I have my best friend from high school, but she was kind of always who I had. And that was it. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's pretty cool to now have like multiple people that I can consider family. And I love them all very much. (laughs) It's definitely changed for the better because beforehand before I joined, I was kind of like, like mentally, not in like the best place, you know? So when I joined and I started going out and I was meeting people and I was being social and I was doing new things, that helped me out so much. It kind of saved me in a way, not to sound like, you know, dramatic or anything, but it's done a lot of good for me mentally, especially. So I was super duper thankful for that. And I'm thankful to my past self for being brave and reaching out because <laughs> normally I've never done that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I think that, well, it's not, I mean, not just the car itself, but of course the car can bring some joy into your life because of what it, because like, even if you hadn't really met, let's say you didn't really get into the community, you wanted something that could take you places, a road trip car that has all the space. So just having that about your car itself opened up opportunities and brought some joy into your life because it afforded you the ability to do some of the things that you wanted to do, especially the road trips and having the space. But then expanding upon that and getting into the community and meeting people that you would have never met if you hadn't bought this car. You know, if you would have just bought like, you know, any other car that would have had the space, you probably, I mean, maybe you would have met some people, but you don't know. But I mean, like, we know what this community is like. We know what the Subaru community is like. We know all the people that we've met because of owning this car. And so I think for a lot of people kind of like you and where it's like, 
maybe you're not in a really great place. And I've mentioned this before, but like maybe you're more introverted, maybe you don't have a lot of friends. And then you get this car and it just opens up this whole new, beautiful world. And then you're like, I can't imagine not having this in my life now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like I, if I never got it, I don't know where I would be. I might still like be living in my parents' house. I wouldn't have been able to move out. Cause like the only, the whole reason I even moved out was because I knew people because of Erica. Like she's the reason I live here in the Bay now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so awesome how knowing all these people in the community can, you know, like I said, the car can open up opportunities and then meeting all these people can get you to do things that you would not have been doing before. Yeah. And it, it's super great that it's been able to take me so far too. like all my road trips and stuff. Like I never, like I, it was always something I wanted to do, but I never thought that I actually would execute it. It was always like, Oh, I've always wanted to see this. And like, I've always wanted to go there. But like, was I really going to go and make make it happen? Like, I don't know. But then I got the perfect little road trip car. And then I was like, I'm going to do it now. Like, I have one life. Like, I'm not going to waste it not seeing everything. So here I go. And then I went. And like, I was going to so many places. And it seemed like during those times, like every month, at least once a month, I was somewhere. Whether it was in-state, out-of-state, I was gone like doing stuff for days, like at a time. And it was amazing. And that's definitely changed my life a lot too, because now I've experienced so much. I know what I'm capable of, like traveling by myself. Like I feel really confident and safe doing it. And like, I know how to like find places to stay, uh, especially with like BLM camping or even just staying overnight at a rest stop. Like I know I feel confident doing that by myself now. And that's pretty amazing too. Cause like independence is so important. And I like everyone should do it. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that's really cool that I was thinking about this while you were saying this is that you've discovered this at such a young age. And now you have so much more time to just explore so much more, to meet more people, to go more places. And, you know, so if you said something about earlier that you would trade this car in, I'm guessing you would trade it in for another Subaru. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, ideally, I would probably, I really want an Outback Wilderness, but only if they make it in red and not the bright Crayola red. I want my dark burgundy like mine because I don't like, I mean, the bright red's not bad, but it's not me. I don't want a bright, like, flashy car. <laughs> Are you listening, like Subaru? Yeah. Subaru, come on. Where's my red Outback Wilderness? Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're they're just, you know, getting into the market. They've been out for, what, like a year and a half or two years. So there's room to grow. Freaking weird designs. Also, I could get into that. I don't like all the plastic trim that they've got going on on these. Like the new Crossdrag Wilderness. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, yeah, there's... I like (laughs) the, the, the plastic cladding is what really drew me to the cross trek when I first saw it because it just it clashed so much with the color and I really mm-hmm. liked that like I mean yeah I, I I get what you're saying but I I don't know I mean the Subarus have always been funky designs and I think that's kind of what has drawn people into them also is because they're a 
you know, they're different and we're all a little bit different too. Hey, that's, that's so true. You know what? You're right. <laughs> that's right. So, well, I didn't have any other questions, but is there anything that you wanted to share that we didn't talk about? Mm, not that I can think of. I think I've covered pretty much everything. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean, there's always, there could always be so much to talk about because, you know, whether you've owned your car for six months or you've owned it for, you know, tw- or you've been owning out, you know, Subarus for like 20 years or something, there's always a lot to talk about, but there's only so much time to record, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I think we've covered all the important stuff though. Well, good. Good. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to do the podcast. I know that I've had you on the list for a while, so finally got around to making it happen yeah well thank you so much for having me on it was fun you're welcome yeah (laughs) i'm glad that we got to share some of your journey and there's so much more to be had yes so much future left ahead of us yeah well i hope you have a good night and we'll talk to you later all right thank you you're welcome (laughs) there you have it another episode of the subi and you podcast If you're not doing so already, go give Kai a follow. Her Instagram handle is Scarlet Outback. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. Of course, there are plenty more to come because I have plenty more people on my list. Thanks again, Kai, for taking the time to be on the Subi and You podcast. And I think it's pretty cool that it came out right after your birthday. Again, I hope you had a great birthday and a great weekend. I hope the rest of you have a great week. And look forward to seeing what comes up with the next Subi Fest events coming around. Again, if you want to go rep your favorite podcast at the Subi Fest events coming up, go to SubiNUPodcast.com and go check out the available hats. Use the code PODCAST10 to get 10% off. If you got this far and you're still listening, and this is your first time listening to the SubiNU podcast, Go check out all the other episodes. There might be somebody there that you know as well if you are here because you know Kai. There's 124 other episodes as well as some bonus episodes mixed in. So thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you to all of those who help support the podcast and to my sponsors. I really appreciate all of the likes, shares, and support especially for those of you that have been here since day one. I really, really appreciate that. So I'm going to drop a track in here that I have not used before. And I actually just listened to it all the way through for the first time. As you know, or as many of you know, these tracks, these music tracks that I use, my son did on his on his iPad. And it's an app called Launchpad, which has a bunch of pre-recorded sounds, but you have to be good at mixing them together, which I am not. And he is really good at mixing these sounds together. So the music that you hear on these episodes, it's music that my son had already done that I just decided to use. But I'm about to throw in a track that I hadn't even heard before. I think I heard parts of it, but never listened to it all the way through. And I thought it sounded pretty awesome. So I'm going to leave you with this new track right here. And again, hope you all have a great week. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next Monday. Here we go.